Let's talk, Tanya, for the first of Tammuz, the second day of Rosh Chodesh Tammuz. Yesterday we finished two chapters wherein we explained that God's unity is unlike any unity over here in this world. God's unity is not a composite unity, but it's an inherent unity, a simple unity. And despite the fact that God has many different attributes and qualities, none of these disturb the idea that God is an absolute unity. We also explained that we can't wrap our heads around that because we have nothing in our reality, in our framework, in our experience, which is similar to that, which we can relate it to. At the same time, in today's Tanya, starting chapter 10 of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe is going to give us a little of an understanding by way of an analogy. For anyone who's a little familiar with Hasidus or the works of Kabbalah, we know that the Kabbalists speak very often about God's energy, describing it as oyer. Oyer means light. And the obvious question is, and one that's been asked by many is, why light? After all, light has very distinct properties to it. Um, it's not uh, a vague or generic term. There are, more ter- there are ter- other terms that are more generic. We can describe it as energy. We can describe it as shefa. Shefa means the flow that comes from God. Why are we describing it as a very specific and particular creation, which is light? And there are many different answers that are given to this question. And the answers all are about, yes, there are certain properties within light which actually, sorry for the pun, enlighten us as to the nature of the energy that comes from God. One of these answers we'll be learning in today's Tanya. And this takes us back to something that we learned earlier on in chapter 3 of Shariq al where we spoke about, we gave an analogy of the sunlight that emerges from the sun. So we have the sun. And we have the light that emerges from it. And we look, out the, we, we look out on the street and we see sunlight. Maybe we don't see the sun. We just sense and experience the sunlight as an entity on its own. However, if, sun, if the light emerges from the sun, obviously there's also light within its source because it doesn't start outside of the source. Nevertheless, when we talk about the sun, we don't talk about the sun, and we don't experience it as the sun and the sunlight. There is the sun, and obviously the sun includes within it the light, but when the light is within the sun, it doesn't have its own mitzias, its own um, identity. And the same thing is all the energy that comes from God is like light, but not like light which emerges from its source, but like the light which still is within its source. And the fact that we talk about God's attributes, and we refer to these attributes as oyer, there's the light of kindness and the light of severity and the light of God's wisdom and the light of God's will, that's informative because it tells us that even though we have these different qualities, but all of them are subsumed within their source, and therefore they are part of the source, and they do not constitute anything separate from the source, and they're still only God, and the absolute oneness of God, because everything is still within the source. However, from the perspective of creation, when we look out on the street, we see the light. When we look, at, when we, look we see the effects of God's attributes. We see the effects of God's uh, kindness, severity, etc. So we experience God's attributes as something which is not intrinsically one with his essence, but that's our experience and our perspective. God, on the other hand, from his perspective, everything, the light is still within the source of light, and therefore they don't constitute anything additional onto him. Now, what exactly are these effects of the attributes that we're describing? That will be the topic of discussion, God willing, in tomorrow's Tanya.